This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Gun violence continues to be the most significant public safety concern for the people of Toronto. Why? Because our youth are dying over this issue. Shootings devastate families and erode the sense of security for entire communities. And every one of these guns was destined for our streets and our communities. That is Chief Raymer commenting just last week on one of the biggest gun busts we've ever seen in the city of Toronto. And I'll just make a note, you know, just last week he was talking about this massive gun bus where all these guns, 62 of them, destined for Toronto's streets. And we learn that one of those charged in connection with this, I think it sums up why it's hard to call our system a justice system anymore. Brian Lilly of The Sun reporting that Saeed Mohammed Ali Zaidi, now facing multiple charges for this particular gun bust, had already been convicted in a 2015 shooting death of a close friend. Yeah, try to square that one. He served seven and a half years for a sentence. Now he has been charged with the attempt murder in connection to a shooting in a crowded bar that happened in October. So we're talking about the kinds of crimes that should actually lock someone up for life. And yet this guy, who's just one of many charged in connection with this recent gun bust, of where we've got a system more intent on pushing bad people back onto the streets, even if it is very clear they have absolutely no business being free. Ari Goldkind is a criminal lawyer and has to deal with all of these things. He joins us now. Good to have you. Good to be with you, Alex. All right, let's talk about, I mean, so just based on, on this guy's initial charge of second-degree murder, you know, and, and, and the fact is he got it knocked down where he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. So he was charged with some pretty severe crimes, um, certainly also gun crimes that should have kept him in. But he managed to make a deal, pleads guilty to manslaughter, and, you know, seven and a half years later, Ari, here we are talking about all the other things he's alleged to have done. So full disclosure, that Sympathy for the Devil music lead-in was a very, very interesting choice to lead in because you're not allowed to really say anything yeah. about this man. It's the third rail. You're not allowed to talk about this, that, or the other. Although, what your listeners may not know, Alex, is that the people in charge have a tremendous amount of sympathy for the devils that walk amongst us right now. If you look at what's happening in any major city, particularly Toronto, anybody who makes the argument that crime gun crime, violence, murder is on the right path and getting better, that's a person smoking something much stronger than what's currently legal. Mm -hmm. And when you ask me about the manslaughter uh, that this uh, man received, let me bring people right into the courtroom and how the sausage is made. Two points. One, I think your listeners will know I'm a criminal defense lawyer. If he called me up tomorrow, I would defend him to the hilt. Mm -hmm. I would do everything I could in my power to help him, period, full stop, so you can hate me for it. Now, why do I say that? Because the result he got for that manslaughter is an astoundingly good result. It is a gigantic awesome. victory, and that's why I want to explain how the sausage is made. When you're charged with second-degree murder, and on the morning of trial or in the months before trial, you work out a manslaughter plea where a guy's going to do maybe four 
44 to 48 more months in jail, let's say four years. What a lot of your listeners don't know, Alex, and I know that you educate them. I'm aware that you have strong views here, and I respect that. Well, I covered court, so I got to see the sausage, uh, you know, every day. It was disgusting, frankly. That's right. But the point about the sausage is a lot of the sausage is tainted, and you're not allowed to talk about it for reasons we probably can't get into. But the takeaway is that somebody like this will do, by and large, a third of their sentence. So you take a life in this country, as long as there's a deal to be had where the Crown feels they can't run the risk of proving that you intended to kill somebody, mm-hmm. you will end up with a manslaughter conviction and you will be back out on the street in a third. And as you know, because you cover things outside and inside of Toronto, you compare that to the kind of sentences you get south of the border for taking sure. a life. Yeah. You look, at, you look at Michael Avenatti's sentence, the, the porn yeah. lawyer. You look at the Lady Gaga dog shooter who got 21 years in jail. This is something that Canadians have tended to be a little bit asleep to, Alex, because we've lived in the bucolic country we call Canada. But when you open up the newspaper or watch TV every morning, if you're specifically in the GTA, you are watching a very, very small number. This is the key a very, very small number of very significant criminals receiving results. And again, I'm a lawyer who's responsible for it. I absolutely wear this and I'll take whatever criticism is coming, but I'm here to tell you the way it really is, not the kumbaya uh, nonsense that I don't really want to espouse. This is a growing problem. And here's the other part of it, because you played a quote from James Raymer. You look at what this man is alleged to have Mm arsenal-wise, gun-wise, yet you have a federal government reducing sentences for these very kinds of crimes and going after some guy named Jim in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. But if you dare spew a little bit truth, a little bit of truth about the who and the why and the what is going on crime-wise in Toronto you will immediately, immediately get shut down by people who are not named Alex Pearson. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, the bottom line is, you know, now that we've got hindsight, uh, it's very clear, Ari. I mean, look, when Brian Lilly sent me this story, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I I mean, I wasn't shocked, and maybe that's because I've seen the sausage made. I was not shocked at all, uh, because I know when someone gets a life sentence, it is not a life sentence. So one of the things I think we have to change is get rid of this notion that when when you're convicted of killing someone, you're going to get a life sentence. We don't give life sentences in this country ever. We just don't. They're 25 years, then you can start applying for parole at the worst of of offenses. Uh, But the bottom line is, when you look at all the things this guy was charged with back in 215, there were enough red flags waving that whoever made that deal, you know, with the Crown and the defense should have known that, you know, one day soon might come, you know, a day where he's back out. And look what we've got now. Now he's charged in connection, not just with this massive gun stash, but also another shooting and, and of a man in, in a bar in Toronto last year. So, again, I think at some point, Ari, people are looking at the justice system saying, we don't have a justice system, we have a negotiation system. Well, to, so let's talk about that quickly. Two points very quickly. One, we don't know what went into that deal that was judicially approved by an extremely serious and relatively tough-minded... He killed tough his friend. This, like, like, this oh, is no, no, a no, close this, friend, this, eh? This, like, this, you know, this, yeah. this is my point. Yeah. To know exactly why that deal was done or the trigger pulled on that deal, pun kind of intended, mm. one would have to have a transcript and know what frailties the Crown had in proving the case. And we live in a city, Alex where a lot of people will not cooperate with the police because of the whole snitches get stitches thing that, you know, really should be rethought and the police, I think, need to deal with in a different way. The second point, and this is the more interesting one to use the word shocking, 
because you use that word. And here's the part that I continue to find shocking. As somebody who has a little bit of an interest in politics and the way the world really works, now that you're allowed to talk about it because a certain billionaire uh, bought Twitter, Mm. it's astounding and shocking to me how there's still this narrative that certain communities that face the majority of gun crime don't want more policing, don't want more law and order, don't want more cops in schools. That is shocking in its ludicrousness and its deceit, because if you walk into any of these communities that by and large suffer more from this kind of violence than Yorkville, Forest Hill, Rosedale, Oakville, you have people clamoring for more law and order, more in police, but the narrative that you're only allowed to talk about, unless you're Alex Pearson, is that police are bad, everybody else is good, dropped on their head, abused as a child, and singing kumbaya. That is just a fallacy that endangers not only good, ordinary, average tax-paying citizens, it endangers the very people who are living right now in gated communities and condos and all of this where they think they're protected, it makes the streets unsafe for everybody, Alex, and it's shocking. It's shocking in its ignorance of the reality of what's going on in this city. Yeah. Well, bottom line is, I mean, you have to go searching, as uh, Brian Lilly did, through a lot of court documents to be able to find this, because none of this information is uh, put out there because of privacy concerns. Uh, If we don't search for it, Ari, you know we don't find it. And I'll guarantee this guy represents a whole bunch of others, and you know it, who are out on bail or they've done their time, and they're all uh, linked to a lot of violent gun crime. It's this catch and release. It's just this never-ending cycle. And, and, And look, this guy just represents, I would think, a huge number of those people. I think that's very fair. And as I said, I wear the badge that I'm a defense lawyer, very proudly defending these kind of people, but it doesn't prevent me from trying to tell the truth to people who are hungry for it. Well, nonetheless, it is uh, going the opposite direction than where it needs to go, but hopefully this is a bit of a wake-up call. It is proof of the catch and release and the situation cops are up against. Appreciate your time, Ari. Thank you, Alex. That is Ari Golgain, who's uh, kind of blunting, uh, giving the blunt truth there. Uh, But hopefully this is a wake-up call. This was so predictable, so no one should be surprised. But disgusted? Sure.